this is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. Stay clean, Acreona, stay clean. Wash your hands, wear a mask, and stay the heck away from me. Uh, I'll tell you, I have been powering through Martin Popoff's 
beer drinkers and hellraisers the rise of motorhead book at a rate of knots i guess it's because i enjoy the subject matter uh, it does only really focus on the classic three amigo lineup but uh, out of all the motorhead biographies including lemmy's uh, white line fever that i have read this has been the most enjoyable and most interesting we get to hear all sides of the story not only from the band themselves either having been interviewed by martin or interviews with other learned scribes but from the record label and uh, managers giving it a balanced insight to the world of motorhead as i mentioned on last week's show uh, i was just finishing up guy pratt's my bass and other animals and it really was a laugh out loud book i didn't realize how many bands he's actually played with i was surprised at uh, cover down page with him even playing on White Snake's Restless Heart album. Admittedly, he was uh, only in the touring band for Coverdale Page. Uh, now, most people believe that Coverdale and Page never played at the UK, just uh, over half a dozen Japanese gigs in 1993. This isn't strictly true, as they did in actual fact play Hammersmith Odeon, all right it was a full-on dress rehearsal without a paying audience but you know but still uh, fortunately i have a soundboard recording of said gig i mean rehearsal and no i'm not going to play any zeppelin you know my thoughts on them instead clocking in at six and a half minutes this is coverdale page and still of the night featuring guy pratt on bass Thank you. 
Message guy to ask him if a volume two was in the works as the first is that something like 13 years old. He came back with I'm trying. Guy has also just started a podcast with Gary Kemp called Rock and Tours. That's spelled with a K. Before you all recoil in horror, it's rather good. With episode one featuring an interview with Nick Mason, who, as you know, produced the Dams Music for Pleasure album. Not that that gets a mention here. Uh, it's just generally talking about the saucer full of secrets, uh, gigs and uh, bands. Uh, like a lot of you of a certain age, I'm partial to the Bay City Rollers. Don't forget, the Ramones Blitzkrieg Bob was influenced by Saturday Night. I'd like to say it was because my older sister was into them that I became aware, but that's not the case. The only records I remember her buying were ones by Cliff Richard. But in the early, mid-70s, there wasn't a kids' TV programme that didn't feature Roland Mania. Sadly, Ian Mitchell, who was uh, only in the band for seven months before it broke him, uh, passed away on the 2nd of this month. Ian replaced bassist Alan Longmuir, uh, meaning Stuart Woody Wood, uh, who up until that point, along with Eric Fortner, played guitar, had to drop a couple of strings. Seven months isn't that long to be in a band. Yeah, unless that band is LA Guns. Uh, but Ian did, either version, uh, record with them, issuing the dedication album, taking on lead vocals for the title track. Once he'd left, Les McEwen re-recorded the vocals that were used for subsequent pressing. So I thought to myself, I'll play both. Ian's in one channel, Les is in the other. Unfortunately, one is slightly longer than the other. Not a problem. I thought I'll just use my music program to match them up. Sadly, 
I'm either not clever enough, which is probably the case, or as Les and Ian's vocal range pitch is different, they've slowed or sped the tape up accordingly because as the song goes on, they become more and more out of sync. Therefore, obviously, it's Ian version that gets the nod. Oh, oh. 
originally I planned to play Dedication uh, on last week's show, but now I couldn't quite fit it in. Uh, in the meantime, off the back of it, I have been playing a lot of Bay City Rollers material this week, taking a trip down Memory Boulevard. It is true that Dedication and its follow-up, it's a game album, even with uh, that having a passable take on Rebel Rebel, Band, we're never going to keep hold and attract new fans. I mean, we are talking 1976 here. Uh, so after dispensing with the services of their manager, their money, and Les McEwen, the classic Bay City Rollers regrouped as the Rollers with Duncan Van on lead vocals and rhythm guitar. Three albums were issued, uh, Elevator, Vox, which... Uh, to be honest, seemed to be called together from outtakes or re-recording from Duncan's back catalogue. And the final album, Ricochet. Out of the three, I'll try getting hold of Vox on CD, I'll dare you. Uh, Elevator is my favourite, as it seems to uh, combine elements of Slate, Status Quo and Wings. With Ricochet, the band yeah, could be giving the cars a run for their money. I know... Ginger Wildheart has plenty of his own material for him never ever to resort to cover versions. But I'd love to hear his take on Stoned Houses 2 from Elevator. As I don't know, it just sounds like it could have been on Valor del Corazon. See what you think. <laughs>
going back to last week, I said, did you think the beginning of that, a bit like Orgasmatron, Motorhead? Anyway, going back to last week, I said that I would let you know what I thought of Motorpsycho's The Crucible. Yeah, moving swiftly on to Bandcamp. Hopefully you know that every Friday until the end of the year, Bandcamp are waiving their normal fee. So 100% of what you spend goes directly to the artist. I think over the last four Fridays, 20 million went directly into the collective pockets of bands, to where social media has been awash with recommendations. One came from Rich Jones. He of Michael Munro and Black Halos Infamy. I hope Billy Hopeless enjoyed the Bay City Roller Tunes, as so I think he's a real fan. Anyway, uh, I was going to be fair and even-handed and play something from Les McEwan's solo album, All Washed Up. As far as I'm aware, uh, that has yet to come out on CD. So I got my, oh, I haven't played it for at least 35 years, vinyl LP out that I bought in Beckenham Woolworths. Um, I didn't make it onto side two. Unfortunately, it's not as good as I remember it. So anyway, uh, moving back to uh, what we were talking about, um, one of Rich Jones's recommendations was Silver Receivers and the track Giver. So, um, you know, off I trot. And yes, it certainly does the job. However, it's the other track, She's a Whiz, that had me by the short and curly. Both tracks were recorded in May and June this year, but uh, the only constant member is guitarist Jay Millett who uh, you know from the uh, Black Halos and formerly of the uh, Darlings of Chelsea and the uh, Spitfires, yeah, more of them later. Joining Jay that had me going ooh, ooh, for Wiz was Jason Solomon, who uh, as well as being uh, also in the Spitfires, also drummed for Flash Bastard and Midnight Dragon, who at one time supported CC Voltage, who played with Rich Jones in the Lodges. Oh, the interconnectedness. Anyway, this is the very excellent She's a Wiz.
yeah, the Spitfires, thanks to Yeah Right Records, last Friday released the Live at the Pick album, the Pick being the Piccadilly Pub in Vancouver, with the gig taking place on the 12th of April 2003. Listening to the album, I am just gayed that I never got to see the band live. It's going on the strength of this. They sound like they pretty much exterminated and lay waste to every other band that had the misfortune to be on the same bill as them. The Spitfires, as if I need to repeat myself, are Jason Sol Yom vocals, CC Voltage bass, Mr. Dean O guitar, Jay Millick guitar, and Martin Peters drums. And this is Drop Kick Me Jesus. Shut up! <laughs>
Don't forget, for the remaining minutes or hours left of Friday, depending on your time zone, sorry, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, as uh, for you, it's um, already um, Saturday, and I suppose um, Europe as well. Uh, if you pop over to the Spitfires Bandcamp site, the 7.50 US will spend on the live at the pick download. We'll go straight to the band, enough said. Unfortunately... I couldn't wait for today to order the Demolition Derby Volume 2 from Retro Vox Records Bandcamp. So for two reasons. Reason one, I was after the vintage light blue vinyl that uh, sold out in less than 12 hours. With the second reason being that it features two brand spanking new tracks from the hit priest that were recorded last February. The other bands that uh, are on said EP with two tracks apiece are The Drippers, Stacey Crown, Black Gremlin and The Empire Strikes. But it's the dipshits that I am going to concentrate on on this episode. Uh, even if all the others are rather tasty. The first of the Hit Priest tunes is Track 2 and 666 Sister, which uh, in under just two minutes, unfortunately, seems to be over before it gets going. Yeah, I know they can't all be ten minutes like no time like now, but for me it's like um, premature ejaculation. Yeah, you get the same sensation, but um, the other party feels cheated. Well, so I've been told. Head Over the Hills is the other track, and uh, a much more reasonable three minutes it really hit home how much i miss going to their gigs and this is going to be an instant live classic already i can picture austin rocket and gentle ben arched backwards in some bizarre fitness program with nation von cruz in the audience looking like an extra for enter the dragon fortunately this weekend the band is reconvening for more studio shenanigans until then though
former Hit Priest guitarist Silent Mike is also in the studio recording under the guise of Silent Like a Bomb. Whilst the former Silent One handles guitar and bass duties as well as the vocals, current Hit Priest drummer DP Bomber has laid down the drum tracks. Rest assured, as soon as a track becomes available, I will be playing it. Now, I love Alex Kane. In an ideal world, he'd be vice president to Henry Rowland's president. I've been friends with him since um, his anti-product days. I believe, if memory serves me well, the Squirrel and I were at their second ever gig at the 12 Bar Club. First could have been at either Dingwalls or the Peel in Kingston. Eh, my money's on Kingston. Anyway, Alex has been selling some absolutely superb must-have items from his uh, original Enough's Enough days to uh, life, sex and death demos through to the aforementioned anti-product along with t-shirts and posters obviously I was interested in said wares and uh, asked him for details he came back with and I shall quote did you want the two LSD demos the first time we went into the studio with 15 songs 5 of which ended up on the record the WB demo 24 tracks and the Zenuff demo, the one they got signed from and forced Derek to learn my parts from. My answer was a resounding yes to all of the above. To wit, as I speak and you listen, a small import duty available packet is on its way to me, which uh, you can also own. Just pop over to Alex's uh, Facebook page and ask him. Uh, in a subsequent conversation, he wondered if I had the unreleased LSD tracks, which I hadn't. To be truthful, I only got into them uh, purchasing the Silent Majority album uh, after the event, thanks to his association with Anti-Product. The two tracks in question that were emailed to me were Is It My Body, that was recorded for Wayne's World 2. It got as far as uh, signing contracts when Stanley apparently decided the movie didn't properly represent the band and squashed it. Uh, the other track was White Punks on Dope, which means it's time for this week's Covers Corner. <laughs> Alex says he doesn't uh, really know why the band recorded it. Todd Loomis plays drums on it as uh, Brian Horak had walked out of the session for Is, um, Is It My Body because he uh, didn't like the arrangement. Uh, Eddie Rutter plays drums for that one. Alex went on to tell me that he had an awesome Iron Maiden style harmony that went all the way through the solo for White Punks, but uh, he'd left the band before it was mixed and someone decided Maiden was dated. So please imagine the perfect Maiden-style harmony when you listen to the solo. Teenage 
Hello, this is your captain speaking. You're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, whatever that is. But you'd be nuts to listen to anything else, I tell you. after life sex and death and white punks on dope you heard because i played the sensible gray cells and the poor gray sung i married a monster damaged goods records are currently taking pre-orders for the band's new album get back into the world which is due to hit the real and virtual record shops on the 27th of november which just so happens to be 
the day after my birthday. Get Back Into The World is also coming out as a 7-inch on the, I do believe, the 23rd of October with an exclusive non-album track on the B-side. Checking out the uh, album track listing, I spied, with my little eye, DJ with Half a Brain that originally was a sensible solo track that only appeared on the first What's in the Pub in 1996 compilation album. Uh, Apparently, Vanian had earmarked it for it to, to be potentially recorded for the damned. Obviously, that never happened, but it'll be good to hear the Grey Cells version in the meantime. Here's the original.
referring to me i got a friend request last week from antonio martinez that uh, i duly accepted uh he then messaged me to tell me that he was uh, argentinian and at these pandemical times that south america like the uk was suffering from the lack of gigs and that he was trying to find new ways in getting his music across and uh, would i be interested in conducting an interview with him well, i have to tell you I was humbled that someone from Argentina had actually heard of the Paranoid Squirrel. Antonio has a track out called Ella that I'm going to play uh, instead of an interview because uh, I know what will happen. I just want to talk about Ricky Villa and Ozzy Ardiles. All right, that will please Tom from the Phobics, but uh, nobody else. I still get goosebumps watching Ricky scoring goals uh, on YouTube. Uh, he and Palace's uh, Jim Cannon, I felt were very similar players. Anyway, I digress. Pantalones ajustados 
ending this week's show off are the drunken marksmen from Aberatilly in the South Welsh Valleys and snapshots of Britain from the very excellent decline of mankind. Until next week, take it easy. The country smile Massive TV sets